Kia ora, and welcome to my podcast on the Kaka. It is Wednesday, the 26th of January. Today I want to focus on some numbers that have just come out from Stats NZ, which measure how much cash, what is the net worth of households, businesses, and the government. So it's a good way to comprehensively understand what's happened to the wealth of everyone, in total, in particular businesses and households, and what's happened during COVID to soften the blow of COVID for uh, people who need the money the most. Now, for most people, um, the impression is that the government's done pretty well during COVID to uh, soften the blow, that the wage subsidies ensured that not many people lost their jobs And when you look at asset prices, house prices in particular, uh, you see relative stability, in fact, um, significant growth in asset prices. So for a whole chunk of New Zealanders, more than 60%, particularly those who own homes, and often they own shares as well, they've done really well out of COVID. And with an unemployment rate of 3.4%, it sounds like a fantastic success. However... It's worth digging through the numbers to see who were the winners, who won the most, and whether there's been any losers out of the various government policies adopted during COVID to soften the blow. We know that the government gave about $20 billion in cash so far to businesses in the form of wage subsidies and resurgence payments. This was done initially in an awful hurry to make sure that businesses had the cash on hand to pay their wage bills and so that they didn't get into a massive rolling cluster of sackings that were uh, self-sustaining, creating a horrible feedback loop in the economy, some sort of depression-like thing where everyone sacks everyone and before you know it, you've got 20% unemployment. This is a tactic used all around the world pretty much and New Zealand did a very fast job at pumping cash out into the bank accounts of businesses, small and large. Particularly in the first round, there was a lot of money given to quite large businesses that said that they needed it. And when it was being given out in March, April and May, for a lot of those businesses, they really felt like they really needed it. And it was a hugely beneficial boost to people's confidence and ensure that not many people were sacked at all. And the fact that we're now at 3.4% unemployment is a testament to that. However, once it was clear, after about four or five months, that the panic was over and that the economy was actually rebounding quite well after the lockdowns had finished, the government didn't ask the question, okay, we gave you that Uh, at that point, $12 billion. Do you need it now? Could you give it back? Because remember, our benefit system is very much based on if we give you money for a special situation, you're in need, we ask for it back. Or we don't give it to you in the first place uh, if you're already rich and already have plenty of cash in your bank account. But because it was done quickly, Uh, No questions, pretty much, other than to say, to make a declaration that your revenues were more than 30% down on the previous 
period, a lot of people took that money, then recovered, but didn't give it back. In fact, the government didn't even ask to give it back. And there's been no real debate about returning that money. Some companies have, but others have simply refused to, while at the same time uh, paying their shareholders dividends and making large profits. So it's worth now 21 months, seven quarters, after COVID, at least, to see what's happened with company profits, household net wealth, cash balances, across the economy, government, businesses, and households. What's happened? Let's follow the money through uh, COVID. Well, we know that when COVID broke out, we had the lockdowns and the government paid over the last 21 months or so at least $19.952 billion, according to Stats NZ. Now, there were some government subsidies given beforehand in various bits and pieces, and Stats NZ measures them at about $1.1 billion in the same 21 months previously. So what's the difference? It's gone up from $1.1 billion in the 21 months before COVID up to $19.952 billion in the 21 months after COVID. And this is obviously to the end of September, so there's probably a bit more there as well in October, November, as we got through the end of the Auckland lockdowns. But essentially, the government gave an extra $18.9 billion in cash to businesses over the last 21 months. However, um, a lot of people may have thought, well, businesses didn't have any money at the time and couldn't have used their own resources to cope with the shock of COVID. Well, it's not it's not true at all. <laughs> in fact, uh, at the end of December 2019, just before COVID was about to hit the country, uh, businesses had $71.4 billion in cash in their accounts. So what actually has happened to the money that the government gave those businesses? Well, uh, they kept it, and it was counted as revenue and has meant they made profits, and effectively they put it back in the bank. In fact, they made profits on top of that, and they put that in the bank as well. So when you look at cash balances for non-financial businesses, so this is not banks, their cash balances at the end of September were $97.9 billion. So in effect, over COVID, businesses increased their cash on hand by $26 billion. And at least $19 billion of that has come from the government. The question is, should they give it back? Of course, they don't need it. Because when you look at the amount of profit that these businesses made in the 21 months since COVID versus the 21 months before COVID, that profit rose from collectively $11.7 billion to $27.2 billion. So profits grew $18.5 billion in the period after COVID. So you could argue at least $15 billion of that should perhaps go back to the government. We know that only two to three billion or so has been handed back by businesses who realise they now didn't need it. So, businesses did pretty well after COVID. But what actually happened to the equity in their business? So, you know, the value of the assets they've got. Did that go up as well? Yes, it did. So the value of commercial property and lots of other assets rose from $1.1 trillion 
just before COVID to now $1.42 trillion. So we've got an increase in the value of business assets of $322 billion. Households have also done very well. Now, uh, a lot of those households will have received uh, cash as well. A lot of the um, payments during the wage subsidies were for sole traders and people who would you would count as a household. But in effect, a lot of people saved a lot of money. They didn't travel overseas. They didn't go out. And so what you've seen is household cash has risen from $192 billion just before lockdowns to $217 billion as at the end of September. So cash holdings by households are up 25 billion dollars. When and you combine it with cash holdings of businesses, they're up more than 51 billion dollars. Now, that doesn't even take into account the rise in house prices, which we all know about. So what's happened since COVID is that the household net worth, which includes the value of houses and shares and various other things, and also the cash holdings in banks, that's risen from 1.9 trillion to 2.5 trillion. So overall, the net worth of businesses and households in New Zealand has risen by $952 billion since COVID. Now, that's fantastic for asset owners. And it means that they are now significantly wealthier. In fact, by my calculations, the rise in the wealth of asset owners since COVID is the biggest and the fastest in the history of Aotearoa New Zealand. So... That sounds good. Well, not so much if you're one of those people who rent, who don't own a house and are unlikely to have a large amount of assets either in the bank or in shares. Now, these numbers from StatsNZ don't break down whether someone is a, uh, a renter or a homeowner or whether they own a business. But it's fair to assume that about 40 to 50% of New Zealanders are renters and are less likely to own homes. It's pretty rare <laughs> to rent while you also own. And are, are don't have a lot of money uh, in the bank. In fact, a good 30% of New Zealanders essentially exist hand-to-mouth and are unable to pay bills within a month or two of uh, losing their income. And we know, of course, there's about two or 300,000 people who are on various benefits, uh, which haven't increased much in the last couple of years, certainly not as much as the value of house prices. So, and there, but there was some extra money given by the government in the last um, 18 months or so during COVID, various cash grants for bits and pieces here and there, and a lot of people applied for extra money because they were short of it. Maybe their part-time jobs had finished. So in the 21 months before COVID, the government made uh, special grants, social payments, to beneficiaries and others of $3.1 billion. After COVID, they made payments, same 21 months after COVID, they made payments of $3.233 billion, an extra $48 million. Now also we know over that period of COVID, people who were poor and in need uh, increasingly found themselves getting into debt with MSD. They weren't able to make child support payments or, or repay special grants that had been given in previous years. And of course, the MSD charges interest on this as well. So when you look at the debts to MSD owed by beneficiaries, through the COVID period, they have risen by at least $400 million 
to $1 billion. And we know from the Auckland City Mission that demand for food parcels has more than doubled in the COVID era compared to the pre-COVID era. So we know, for example, that um, there was a 130% increase in demand for food parcels in the period of the six months to the end of June 2021 versus the six months to the end of June 2019. And uh, the number of food parcels in demand continues to rise. So in summary, a Labour government supported by a Green Party, most people would see as centre-left, the Prime Minister has described the government's response as kind, and fair through COVID, essentially uh, gave $20 billion in cash to people who were already wealthy and owned assets. It allowed the Reserve Bank to slash interest rates and print $58 billion to buy government bonds to lower long-term interest rates, which in turn helped increase the value of business and household assets by almost $1 trillion in less than two years. The people who really needed the money didn't get the cash. In fact, all they got was $48 million in cash, not the $20 billion in cash that was simply given to uh, asset owners. Homeowners and business owners are a trillion dollars better off post-COVID. Poor people are at least $400 million worse off and that's before you take into account the real wage deflation shock that has just gone through the economy. Remember, we've got inflation running at about 6%, and wages, at least per hour wages, are rising at about 2%. So, effectively, people who are only living off their wages have just had a real wage deflationary shock, particularly when you look at their disposable income, because rents are rising at about 6% per year, which, of course, three times faster than wage growth. At a time when many people who are at the lower end of the spectrum have lost part-time work or lost hours or been forced to work from home. That's one of the reasons, for example, that a lot of the uh, kids in South Auckland in uh, their final year or two at high school never returned to school after the lockdowns because they had to go and work to support their families. That's my reading of yesterday's uh, numbers from the Stats NZ on what's happened with the balance sheets of New Zealand's businesses, its government and households since COVID. Effectively, the government, which describes itself as fair and kind, engineered, accidentally on purpose, the biggest widening of inequality in New Zealand history. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was today's podcast on Makaka on Wednesday, the 26th of January.